thanks so much for joining Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and today we are welcoming Beth Lachance, who is the CEO of Riva Global MD. Thanks so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Your company does medical virtual assistance, and they're really a way to supplement the practices rather than being a way to cut costs. It's really an enhancement. So tell us a little bit about what you do. And then whenever you go into these practices or healthcare systems, what is that transition like and how are you able to ease that burden? Yeah. Oh my God. That's a, that's a, that's a very big question, but I'll try to narrow it down. Um, let's start with the first piece, right? So what exactly what, what do we do? Our medical virtual assistants are in several departments and almost every department within a medical practice. Um, so from front desk, right. Taking in the, the phone calls remotely. So doing front desk triage, handling full new patient intakes, um, making appointments, scheduling appointments, canceling appointments, um, getting referrals. So everything and anything that that front desk person can do, um, you know, can also be done remotely for the exception of actually live checking in a patient live in person, right? Obviously we're remote. So that's that front desk piece that we can handle um, that we're able to, um, to do. Then there's some of the back office things. So um, fax review and, and entering that data directly into the EMR, handling results that come in, um, whether it's electronic results that come in as well and and pinging or putting them into the particular mailbox or into the EMR directly to the person that needs to see it within the practice, right? So then insurance verifications, prior authorizations, everything and anything on the insurance side of things for insurance prior authorizations, for medications, for procedures, you name it, all can be done from our medical virtual assistants. Then there's the added piece of like the back end. There's the billing side. So um, following up on denied claims, following up on collections with patients. So, you know, so we're really from from like front desk all the way to the back office from the very first patient consult to making sure that the patient has paid. We're within each department. So how do we do that, right? So it's really that consultation that we have initially to kind of see, okay, what are what is the end goal of the practice? And so we work closely with whether it's the, the executive team of the practice or the practice manager or directly with the physician on, okay, what are the what's the end goal of the practice? So is it really to see more patients and to keep your existing team or is it to really add more physicians add and build more practice, you know, practice locations is all of that. So then we kind of assess, okay, where can we be, you know, be an immediate help and immediate need? Where's the immediate need within the practice? So, and then we very quickly come up with solutions and how the practice can add us right directly in. And then how is that work delegated smoothly and efficiently to the team? So it's interesting, you know, there's a lot of work that you're doing for these medical practices. And it's nice how you described how you go through the process of figuring out what the practices need. When we were talking earlier, you talked about, we were talking about offshoring, outsourcing, and you mentioned that this isn't really any of that. This is insourcing. And I'd like to understand what that really means to you. Uh, and, and, and as you were talking, it just made me think even more along that line. If they're insourced in, in sourcing is what you're really doing, then do yeah. these employees ultimately become employees of the medical practice and do they have to manage the staff or are you still in, involved in managing the staff? So maybe you can we'll talk us through a little bit of that logistics and what, what this concept actually is. 
Yeah, you 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 hit the nail um, right on the head with that. So outsourcing is just such an ugly word. It's become a very ugly word here in the United States. And so um, one of the really important things when I look at the when I look at this industry and how far we've come in, term, in terms of utilizing remote staff, um, how are we able to do this? Why are we able to do this? And um, and then why why are we still considering it outsourcing when we're actually we're bringing medical staff, professional staffing? They're just utilizing, they're just doing it from home and they're being brought into the practice to work directly within the practice. The practice is not shipping off and sending off tasks to be done somewhere else and actually just delegating, delegating it to another outside company. So when I say that we're really, we're an in-source, we're not an outsource. What we're doing is we are, we are a strategic way of being able to add um, versatility to staffing solutions within practices. So, or, in, and also within hospitals. So what does that mean? Well, practices or hospitals can come to us and we are picking and selecting the, the right people within our pool of virtual assistants to be delegated to that one practice. They're not a big call center. We don't have this big facility where we've got hundreds of people answering phones and we're, and there are many virtual assistants working within many practices. No, we have delegated particular team members to just that one practice. So they really become a member of that team. They all have a bachelor's degree, whether it's in nursing or they have a bachelor's degree in something of the like, right? And they have a lot of medical background and they're being brought into the practices to be able to do, do the work. They don't become an employee of the practice. They still stay under, under, our, um, under our team. They're still under Viva Global Medical. So the, the difference between like a staffing uh, you know, like a, a staffing service would be a staffing service would be okay. We've we found you great talent. They've worked you, for you for six months. Now you're going to take them on board. That's not how we work. They still stay under us, and we're a professional service fee. So in the end, we're a full tax deduction for the practice. You're not worrying about workman's comp. You're not paying for um, an additional employee with all the taxes and, and such, and having to figure out how are we paying people. All of that stays under our bucket, and then you're paying us as a professional service fee, and then we're tagged as that, and then we're a full tax deduction for the practice. So how does all of this, you know, having these people embedded in different parts of the practice and really becoming part of the practice that, you know, can be not necessarily a familiar face, but a familiar voice to the people who are going to be maybe frequent patients, if it's a primary care, that's going to see them often. Yeah. How does this lead to what you've described as a white glove experience for the patients? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so I think what we've what we kind of all seen have seen over the last few years is our medical practices, it's getting really competitive out there, right? Like um, and our medical practices want to hold on to their patients. They don't want them going to the new practice right up the street, right? Um, so what has happened is there's been this shift into more of like this white glove experience for our patients. And we all expect it. I expect it. When I walk into my physician's office, I want to know that, you know, the front desk person, she knows who I am. I'm not just another number. I'm not just another, you know, another number within their EMR. I'm an actual patient of yours. You know who I am. So when I call, you're like, oh, hi, yes, Beth. Oh my God. How are you feeling today? So enhancing the practice with medical virtual assistants allows us to do that. And how, do, how does that happen? Well, if our front desk staff 
has time to put the phone down and a medical virtual assistants from Reva Global Medical are picking up the phone, they're able to spend that one-on-one -on -one time with the patient that's standing in front of them, checking them in, checking them out, having conversations about their children, handing them a bottled water, you know, all of those sorts of things to kind of make that connection with the patient, right? So that's part of white glove. That what, what That's kind of where the direction we're all headed in. Um, the other side of that too is actually on the patient care side. Right now, medical assistants and even mid-level practitioners are being bogged down with doing insurance verifications, prior authorizations, following up on those. Have they been approved? Have they come through? All of that stuff. So that's taking them away from that actual patient time in the room. So that gives and allows them that extra two or three or four minutes or really taking their time while they're doing their vitals, um, while they're asking some additional questions about the medications they're taking now. So that's how that white glove service really starts to come through. And there's nothing better as a patient than feeling like, wow, my practice knows me, they're paying attention to me, they're hearing what my complaints are, what's happening in my body, and they're taking their time with me. And so we all can appreciate that. What you were just describing is, is actually really getting at the heart of the human issue, right? Where we need a lot of work to be done and it has to be done by people. And maybe we can't find enough of those people just where we happen to live. And so we're gonna to try to find them wherever they may be, talented people in the Philippines, excellent. Um, right, so, and, and now you're describing a, a dynamic where maybe those people can provide this excellent level of service, offload me from my work so that I can actually focus on my work and get it done. And, 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 I'm, and I'm grateful for that. But is there a chance that I could also be resentful for that? Because I think, geez, I'm a live medical assistant and you're a virtual medical assistant. And so I have to do all this other kind of work that only a live person can do which makes my job so much harder. And all this other work can just be sent off to somebody else in the Philippines. And so I'm just wondering what that dynamic is that could poss possibly get created. I can easily see it being both where, where I'm, I'm just completely grateful that I've got this additional resource available to me. And, and I'm so grateful that my practice set it up versus, hey, man, I get to do all the work that I don't want to do, whereas someone else is now taking advantage of all the other work. So is that a fair question? And I'd love to hear if your thoughts on how that, does that actually play out or not? Yes, absolutely. That's a very fair question. And again, that comes into the, the, the fear of losing my job, right? Like, so, you know, if I'm working in a medical practice and then they're starting to introduce medical virtual assistants and they're going to offload some of my tasks, I'm immediately thinking, oh my goodness, I might need to start looking for another job. Um, so yes, does that play into some of the dynamic? Yes, um, but I have to tell you of all of the practices and hospitals that have come to us, there's only been one, and we have had a huge amount of growth the last four years. There's only been one practice, but their goal was they were overstaffed and their goal was to reduce staffing and replace some staffing with medical virtual assistants. Every other practice that has come in hospital has come to us. It was to enhance the roles of people that were already there. So, um, so that makes me feel really good because my job isn't to replace onshore staff. My job isn't, you know, I don't want anyone to be replaced by that. I want to make sure that your team, your medical practice, the morale is high, that you're not losing staff because they're overwhelmed um, and they feel really good about what they're doing. And that if they're, if you have high paid people doing $10 an hour tasks, they shouldn't be doing those tasks. Those tasks should be offloaded to a medical virtual assistant and utilize your staff in a better way that will possibly drive more revenue. 
So that's how that plays out. Um, so the initial thought for people is, oh my gosh, yes, I, I think I might lose my job. If the practice does a really good job of explaining to their staff what the goals are, immediately that will take off um, the pressure from the team thinking, oh my God, my goodness, I'm going to be replaced by somebody who lives in a different country. A little bit more of a complex question, uh, because certainly I think in the, in the immediate term, we have to do whatever we can to, to do the work that needs to be done, right? But somehow uh, the, the idea of taking the labor and either moving it up, up shore or uh, finding a way to, to bring that labor in, in uh, shore, as you call it, in sourcing uh, is one opportunity because we, we're trying to figure out how best to play with the labor arbitrage issue uh, versus the, the challenge of, should I at some point be thinking about automating some of these tasks? And how does that play against each other? I mean, I, I'm sure it's not a simple answer because it's probably not an either or, uh, <laughs> but at some point, I think it's a complicated dynamic of what do I really need to do and can do with my staff that are physically present at my facility? What can I do with staff that are remotely present and need to do versus what should I be thinking about doing with technology? There's a lot of complications to that, but let me start with the very first thing. Absolutely, as a medical practice and or hospital, anytime you can automate anything within the practice that's possible to be automated, absolutely, of course, move in that direction. But let's 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 call a spade a spade here. We know that the medical industry is slow to move in any major direction of any kind, right? So like we take our time because we're we're talking about we're talking about medicine, we're talking about the health of our patients, we're talking about diseases, right? So um, patient care in almost all cases is a human approach. So utilizing AI or utilizing software um, is absolutely possible and doable and we're heading in that direction, but it's gonna take a really long time to really get there. In the end, even if we start implementing some of the software or some of the AI that can, that's possible, there's still going to be a human component and human touch to that to make sure is all the information in there for that, that consult with the physician. Do we have all the data necessary to in, or, to in order to make sure that we're making good decisions for patients in terms of their care? So there's still going to be a, a, a component there. I really think that those things are going to be hand in hand. There's always going to be and there's going to be a need for the human interaction, the human touch, and also making sure that the AI or the software is working appropriately and they're working together. So I, I don't think it's a one or the other. I think it will always kind of be a combination of, of both together. Sure. What would you tell people that they don't know about having a virtual medical assistant? Because there has to be something, not even necessarily a misconception, although if you want to answer that, that's fine too. But what is yeah. there... There are always things people don't know about a certain job or don't know about using this service. You know, that once you're in there, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this was going to be the thing that made a difference or we transformed because of this. Well, let me put it this way. Almost every client that we have brought in may have only started with one or two VAs and they've all grown with now they have multiple VAs in multiple departments. So I think what they don't realize or they don't know going in is they don't know the level or the capacity of what our medical virtual assistants are, what they can really do and how much they can really help. So there's that factor. There's also another factor. Another factor is that around the word virtual assistant, it kind of has a negative 
feel to it. People have a negative um, thought process that they can only do lower level tasks. So what they don't know is that when they're bringing in a, a, a medical virtual assistant from Reva Global Medical, it's really a virtual professional. They have a four-year college degree. They can multitask. They can handle any number of things that are that are thrown at them and also have a higher level of thinking and thought process, right, to solutions because of their education. So that's what they don't know going in. And so where they start with one or two, we have practices that now have 20. We have hospitals that have 30 VAs. So it grows very quickly. So that's where I see where it's really fun for me as a business owner that I know not only are we a solution, but they really, really see how well this works. And they're like, okay, what other departments do we need help that we have pain points in that need help that we need to fulfill, we need to help with. And then they immediately look to us as a solution. So that's the, 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 the fun and the growth of it where they go in with a, a small mindset of, okay, well, maybe we'll just start with a medical virtual receptionist. And then before you know it, they're like, wow, this is working amazing. Where else can we utilize their staffing? So um, that's that's really the exciting part of this for me. Thank you so much for sharing all, all of the amazing work that you're doing. We appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's an, it's an exciting place to be in right now with the growth of this in this industry. Wonderful interview. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.